2: Up, flow grappling fans, back. Fistful of collars, episode two. Joined once again. I'm Hal Teague, Will Safford, Chase Smith, and back from his trip to South Korea. Reed Connell, <laughs> our videographer extraordinaire. Reed, man, it's good to have you back. We felt like we were a wheel short last week. Yeah, you know? man, good to be here. Back, have the whole full team back together. You know, always fun. Well, you were in South Korea for Spider, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. A lot to dissect from that event and uh, the fun and games that happened around that particular trip. But we're going to open uh, today's podcast talking about a topic that has been at the forefront of everybody's minds for the past week or so. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu and self-defense. Now, this all started because of... An alleged incident, okay, let's make this very clear. It was an alleged incident in Sao Paulo last weekend. No one can be sure. Yeah. BJJ world champion Leandro Lowe was allegedly involved in a violent incident at a bar in Sao Paulo. What we do know is that he suffered an injury that was definitely not jujitsu related, (laughs) okay? Those are the facts. Now, beyond that, let's try not to speculate too much, but what we can certainly say is that some... Something like that. What have you heard? What have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard a lot of stuff, right? You did see the like photo of the other nin- nin- guy as well. Yeah, uh, I, 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 heard I heard I there was like that. ninjas. He didn't they was do like well. He <laughs> didn't fare well. Oh, I, mean, I, did yeah. that, yeah.
0: I already messed up like a group of dudes, like four dudes. Allegedly. alleged,
2: Allegedly, yeah, you he confirm allegedly. Confirm or nor deny. We believe that there were multiple attackers. Now, jiu wow. is often referred to as like not the best form of self-defense against multiple attackers, but Leandro is the one that walked away from it with a little cut. I'm guessing it went more in his favor than the other guys. What do we think about that? I don't know. What what they say about Landro is he's like a big partier, right? Is that...
1: It's y- been y- known that, that Leandro right? goes out on the yeah. town. I-, I
2: believe that there's somebody at this table, maybe even more than one, that's who, have, I- who I- have intimate I mean, knowledge th- of this. The
3: photo is with you as well, really. Oh, yeah, so, it was with me. That's yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> so let's
2: put some of this in, con- in context. You guys, you've been partying with Leandro. You've been out on the town with Leandro. He's, What's it uh, he like? He's really fun. <laughs> but yeah.
3: I-, I could see someone taking maybe uh, his good-natured humor the wrong way. Leandro's pretty intense. Uh, it just says is on the mat out in uh, the club or the street. So... Might rub people up the wrong way. Very possible. I can mm. see it. Yeah, it sounds like there's a whole deep story
1: there and I don't I'm kinda coming to it a little late. I'm still a little jet lagged and everything from the from the flight,
2: but so it sounds like somebody hit him in the head with a bottle. Is that what happened? That's what he straight up said. Somebody hit him over the head with someone, a bottle. Someone, he ended up with a, a gash on his on the top of his head, stitches. I mean we have the photo on our website. You know, he's got his head bandaged up, it's all split open and stuff. That wasn't a knee or an elbow in jiu-jitsu. I mean this happened on a Thursday night during carnival in Brazil. And oh, carnival wow. is like a week-long party, right? So, you know, he wasn't in the gym when it happened. But, like, whatever, you know, snowballed on from there, the fact is that a jiu-jitsu world champion was involved in something that went down at a bar. And it opens up the question about jiu-jitsu and self-defense. So, our contributor, Josh Hinger, wrote that fantastic article, basically calling out one of the greatest and, figures in jiu-jitsu World. I to put,
1: put it out there that my opinion is that Leandro is a legend. Man, what a badass. Yeah. <laughs> that's my, that's my, like, <laughs> like I, I don't know, it doesn't sound great, but, like, he probably did something, I don't know, to get hit over the head with a bottle. I've never get hit, hit over the head with a bottle, because, like, we can arrange it. If, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, it doesn't sound great, but, like,
0: that's, I don't know, I think, what a badass. That's that's my opinion on you know I mean? him. I think one, I think one of the points that Hinger was making in his article was that jiu-jitsu, although it might not be the best form of self-defense, it prepares you for a fight. You know, your, your instincts get better, your reactions get better, your cardio, you know. Um, multiple attackers, that's a different story. So who knows really what happened, how it went down. If he was taking them on one at a time, if he was, you know, if he actually even took anybody to the ground or this stayed on the feet and he was yeah, swinging.
2: Hickson said that sport jiu-jitsu is no good for a real fight. All right, Self-defense or whatever it might be, Valtudo, that's his era, right? But a real fight, sport jiu-jitsu, Hickson says it's useless. And yet one of the greatest current sport jiu practitioners, one of the greatest athletes on the circuit, uh, walked away with a, a scratch after being attacked by multiple attackers. Sounds like it worked in his favor, huh? It's true.
3: That's Absolutely. What, you know, and uh, self-defense in general, when you watch some of the seminars and techniques being demonstrated... It's hard to imagine them really working. Like we see that the the most ridiculous ones are the gun defenses and knife defense, where you just you realize you're being trained how to get stabbed. Like, <laughs> like, like it's yeah. just not going to work, and you just wonder where this disconnect is. Like where where did the guys who paved the way to reality based fighting and in inter- the MMA and Vale Tudo? Why are they going back to sort of kata and like old, very old school traditional martial All arts? All right,
2: good question. So Hicks and Gracie, okay, he fought, he fought back in the day kind of before we had the modern era so obviously it was a little bit different for him but he fought bare knuckle he fought jujitsu, and then you know he kind of like retired and a, a new generation came along Man, he's moved away from all of that completely he doesn't train sport jujitsu guys he doesn't train MMA fighters now he's teaching self-defense headlock escapes I mean like what is that about well, is that an evolution of his martial arts or is it something else just, I mean I guess maybe to take Hicks
1: inside a little bit in the argument like Josh did train MMA, right? Mm. Josh does have MMA fights. And, like, Josh, and, like, the kind of crux of his his article is how he opens it about um, getting into a bar fight in some foreign country, and then he, and he takes the guy down, which is wrestling, not jiu-jitsu, right? And then ground-and-pounds him, MMA, which, so I, I feel like he's a little bit more prepared than a lot of they like, letting s- on, me, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think the that modern blue belt
2: who does Danahieves
1: exactly. Is a very mm-hmm. well, and then yeah. so like okay, so you think that like okay, it takes a point that that sport jujitsu kind of like is not going in a great direction. You know, like I think of like I don't want to put anybody on blast, but like you kind of think of like um, people who don't have takedowns, like the meows or or something like that. You know, like if they were in that situation, would they be able to double leg these big Irish dudes and ground and pound them? You know. I think I think Josh has a little. He's leading on a little bit more. Then. Leandro is also a,
3: a gigantic man. He's a, he's he's a big, a, big dude. he's a physical specimen. <laughs> he so, is. Yeah. He's a big
1: dude.
2: But my question is okay. My point is this, I guess, is that yeah, you know, you could argue that the tactics used by sport jujitsu guys maybe aren't as effective in a real fight. You know, you won't see a guy pulling Dallaheva in the street or something like that. But let's just look at it from a sport jujitsu point of view, right? That regardless of the tactics that I use when I'm on the map, you know what it's like when you're grappling a day one white belt, okay? And that's what the majority of people on the streets walking the, mm. on this earth are—a day one white belts They've never done jujitsu in their life, and even a blue belt grabs hold of those guys and fucking toys with them like they're children. And a big strong guy is suddenly completely fish out of water. He doesn't know how to move. He doesn't not prepared for it. And a blue belt can just take his back, choke him out with ease. Now, seeing that that's not applicable to a street situation, that Blue Belt couldn't do the same
3: thing, what do you think? It just seems wrong, and the evidence also indicates that. I mean, there's plenty of, of surveillance footage. I remember there's a, a famous case of some guy who was at an ATM. Someone came up behind him and started choking him. He got out of the choke and then took his back and left him unconscious. He was a Blue Belt when, when that happened, he said. So it's just the evidence sure. is out there supporting sports jujitsu, where the other evidence is just, guys talking about how it doesn't work.
2: Yeah, well, this is the thing as well, is the pressure testing, right? It's like self-defense. There's never any resistance to those techniques. I never see anybody struggling to escape from the headlock takedown.
0: But that's what we do every day in jiu-jitsu. We struggle. Right. We know how to fight, right? I think another thing that's, uh, that Henry said that's important to take into account is that, um, you know, um, jiu-jitsu is... Sorry, I just forgot my point. <laughs> 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 just to, just to <laughs> go back to the, the take-down thing, like, I remember
1: going um, to Royal, which is an event that we have on Flow Grappling, right? A great event, and features some of like, the biggest names, lower belts in, in our sport. And it's um, the, one of the rules is that you can't pull guard, right? Mm. And if you pull guard... To keep it real. Yeah, yeah yes. to keep it real. And if you pull guard in the first minute, you get a, po- a point deducted. And a lot of guys, a lot of these guys you know, um, who were the Brazilians who are purple belt world champions, you know, brown belt world champions, they went out there and they pulled guard and uh, and so they just ate the point. Decision. So they, yeah, they right, immediately right. got a negative point, you know? And then so I interviewed all these guys afterwards and I talked to them and I said I said, "Hey, I was like, why did you why did you pull guard?" And they said, "Well, what else was I going to do?" Like, I, they don't
0: take I, I don't yeah, do takedowns. I don't know so how to do a
1: takedown. I, like he's like, "My only option to get it to the ground
0: is to sit down." So like but, but that's, and, that, that, and those guys are really good. That's what yeah, reminded, she, she just yeah. reminded me of my point. Yeah. So Hinger says that, here. you know, you, if you're in a fight, you would be <laughs> smart enough not to pull guard, not to do a Baron yeah. Bowl. You're not going to pull X guard yeah. in a fight, you know? So, like, you also have to consider the situation. Mm-hmm. Right? So you, just get, you get into
3: a dirty clinch, and then you pretty much just fall over, I bet it would work. I mean, most people don't know how to wrestle either, so... Just tie it up, and however ugly it is, you might even end up in a bad position in what would be sports jiu jitsu. But if they don't know what they're doing, boom, you're on the back again. You know? Absolutely, so. and that's
2: why jiu jitsu is often touted as like the best form of self defense because you know we've seen it time and time again that jiu jitsu, sorry, the 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 you know real life encounters, it's very quickly a, just a mess of limbs rolling around on the floor people headlocking each other and they have no idea what to do and i think anybody with a jiu-jitsu uh, ir- uh, you know a rudimentary knowledge of jiu-jitsu in that situation is probably going to come out on top but hey you're not going to meet you're not going to see me going out in the street
0: testing that, that yeah, theory yeah. So. It's, a, it's a it's a
1: wild debate and uh, there's people like all over the place on mm. it i feel like it's, it's a weird thing to kind of pin down like H- how would jiu-jitsu work in in this street fight scenario and like well oh, here's it's, the it's question. So hard to know. Street fight. So Some guys
2: come up in your face. What are you gonna do?
1: I'm gonna walk away. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, and I think, jujitsu, like having the confidence of like knowing that if I got into a fight, I think I'd do all right. So like that is bad, right? Yeah. Ultimately, that's yeah. bad. Because that you means want to be that I those after. Yeah, that means right. that I'm more likely to get into a confrontation like, than when uh, if I wasn't confident in a, in, a, in a fight, I'd immediately
0: get away. I immediately go right. away from it. You know, it's almost like you want to test it a little bit. Yeah, like, man, yeah. What, and, what could I so, do like, in a So like that's kind of not good. Not a good thing. But, uh, right? I, I think one of the good <laughs> things about jujitsu, Sudanaher said this. Like, what does jiu-jitsu do? It it closes the space, right? And if you know jiu-jitsu, it takes away. One of the big threats, like a, a haymaker punch or a kick, right? So you're taking away your opponent's explosive tools that could really hurt you, right? So that's why I think jiu-jitsu is actually a good martial art for the streets. Of course, with, you know, stipulations. You're not barren bowling, You're not pulling guard in the street. I think good cardio point. is, is
1: uh, going to be the difference maker. If, if you can go, like, longer than 30 seconds... In, in that type
2: of scenario. Like. Man, I don't right. know. though, Even though, like, even a trained guy, you get that big adrenaline dump right in But so maybe if you can compete a
3: lot, here's the a- argument for the competitor. You know, you're know, you used to that. And and maybe you do go on the autopilot of some sort. And that other guy, man, he gasses out hard. And again, you win with Jiu-Jitsu. So.
0: And if you had a few drinks, who knows? <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> yeah. might, might be probably. Iron Man out there
3: probably have if you get into street fights let's be real like, that's something that happens when you're out partying
1: crazy debate I'm really really glad that uh, Josh wrote that article though. really really great article
0: definitely something uh, we as the jiu jitsu community I think should he, be he, talking about he also made a good point is why can't it be both why can't we have self defense jiu jitsu why can't we have sport jiu jitsu
2: well I come from an era when, when I started jiu jitsu in our geese we used to have one guy put on a pair of boxing gloves and the other guy would basically have to try and take him down while getting punched in the head That was part of our jujitsu classes. (laughs) It wasn't like, okay, this guy's gonna, you know, attack you like this, and you do a shoulder throw. No, no, it was like the guy's gonna try and kick your ass, and you gotta get out of there. You gotta take him down or whatever. So I think you know, I still see very
3: few people training like that, and maybe there's an argument for it. I mean, the ultimate argument I think for self defense is
0: just just do MMA, learn how to strike learn how to wrestle. See, but I don't I don't agree with that because when you when you're in a fight, do you actually want to stand and bang with somebody? Do you want do you want to go like like if you have some striking awareness, you could avoid their punches maybe. Maybe you would be able to shell
3: up better than you would without minus any striking. The distance. Yeah, it's yeah, a good point. I'm not thinking I want to throw bombs especially at my size. I'm definitely hoping to get on someone's back. So right, right. um I we think definitely have the speed
2: advantage but yeah, <laughs>
3: hopefully. All right guys, moving on. Yeah. So self defense obviously
2: huge topic. That is something that crosses the board, but we could talk all day about we it. We huh? could. But going back to our roots of sport jiu-jitsu, that's our Wheelhouse is what we enjoy doing <laughs> the most, you know. We cover the competitions around the world. That's our job. And Reed just came back from a, an amazing new event. Kind of just coming onto the, the radar, you know, coming into the, the, the wider view of the world, Spider Invitational, which is based in South Korea. Reid, give us a little bit of background. What what happened there? How did you end up going to South Korea? Whew,
1: man, I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was in South Korea being like, how did I get here? Like, what the heck am I doing in South Korea? Just walking around. Like, I was like, this is crazy. But, you no, know, Spider Invitational, like you said, kind of happened last minute, you know, kind of last minute trip there. Um... Or came together very very quickly like they do, um, but took the fourteen-hour flight over to Seoul, South Korea. Um, and what
2: was going on? Tell us about the tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah. The tournament was the Spider Invitational. You know, invite-only tournament. They invite the um, eight-man, two eight-man brackets over seventy-six and under seventy-six kilos. Um, and uh, they brought over some of the best Prospects you know, um, you know, In sport jiu-jitsu Kynan Duarte, Jonathan Gracie from Atos um, Hugo Marks um, a lot, Just tons of guys All over the place you know, who, are, who are on the rise up A lot of these guys definitely, in my opinion, going to be black belt world champions. Well, this is you know, the interesting the thing about well. the tournament, yeah.
2: right? Is that they they mixed together purple, brown, and black belts. Now, we go. really we don't see that too much nowadays, you know, combining belt ranks together. Royal was one example. They had blue, purple, and brown fighting together. But so explain how that went down. You had brown, purple, and black fighting together in, under the same rules. Yeah, I
1: think it was really cool. Like, you're never going to see Like, a lot of these guys are on different uh, planes, different divisions, you know, and even some of the Purple Belts who are the same belt, they're in different divisions, you know, so it, it really put together these uh, a lot of these guys into, the, into one division. It made for some, some crazy matchups. You know, you saw a guy like Jonatus Gracie, who's a, a, a surging Brown Belt, just one uh, Purple Belt Worlds, weight and absolute, and then you put him against um, a guy like Hugo Marquez, or Hugo Marx, who's uh, a black belt now, just won the brown belt Worlds last year. You know, guys who were kind of on two different trajectories. You wouldn't really think that you'd ever see that match, right? Well, but, maybe not, not for, for a few years. years. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. not yeah. for a so couple years. gets there, so. Yeah, yeah. And then who knows, you know? But, uh, so the... In, a really fun match that was, huh? Dust Gracie versus Hugo Marks. If you haven't, if you haven't gone back and in, and uh, in,
3: in watched this event, definitely check out that one first. We're calling it early contender for a key match of the year. So yeah, was a I mean, one. Yeah. we I
2: we,
3: we were watching it live.
2: Uh, you were obviously there, the side, but we were watching it having, live at
3: three in the morning. Okay. Wow.
2: And dude, I got so amped up from that match. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to get to sleep now. That was crazy. So in fact, let's uh, let's pull that up. Uh, let's take a little look at the, some. High- just, just the,
1: the whole event, man. It was, if you are a competitor, like this is exactly the type of event, event you want to be a part of. It was so well run. The production and everything was so well put together. Okay, um, so
2: I'm just going to run this through. So just talk over while we're, while we're yeah. playing the clip, and let's take a little look and see what we got.
1: So this is Jonathan's Gracie versus Hugo Marks, one of the best matches at Spider Invitational here. Um, super back and forth match that you saw. A nice little sweep from, from Hugo. But, man, it was the... Um... No, that's the knee bar. Oh, is, we too were talking
3: about
2: this. Like, Jonathan's crazy going knee-bar. after those submissions. H- Hugo right? said it, it hurt him. Wow. Hugo said he felt it. He was limping a little bit. Beautiful guard pass from Hugo. That really got me excited. I know it's a little details that I'm like, geeking no, out yeah. on. This, this is, is the moment. Yeah. This it's is crazy. the moment. Oh, we don't really get to see too much of it. But, Reid, tell it, me about oh, that. hump oh, dude. Man, he me? threw up that triangle. Like,
1: Twice. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Hugo thought he was just kind of coasting a little bit. And he threw up that triangle and it looked tight. And then, he was, and then he had the arm extended. Look, the uh, like the arm was extended like crazy. Hugo said afterwards that his, he needed some ice. I bet he did. For, <laughs> <bet he'd laughs> for, yeah, for his arm. A, I mean, he was um, in that for a long time like, yeah, as well. seconds. Yeah. Yeah. The lot, highlight yeah. only shows that the last yeah, little bit where he build. rips
2: out. But he actually got caught with that triangle like
1: twice. And that's where, yeah, Johnson was, was was down on points. Mm-hmm. So, like, he kind of needed to submit him. And then he threw up that crazy close triangle. The crowd was going crazy. That was it. no.
0: do you guys one. think that was such an exciting fight because it was a brown belt and a black belt? going at it and there was kind of more on the line or it was just two exciting fighters that would have put on a good fight regardless I think mean, a
2: bit of both personally
0: a bit of both maybe I think it was just exciting I think like <laughs> whatever, <laughs> belt, they that, whatever yeah. belt they were wearing man that was
3: just an exciting match that's like exactly what you want to see in a, in a I think events match. like Spider really show just how small the margins are between brown yeah. and black like yeah. those guys deserve to compete against one another and it's more of just a timing issue yeah. you know um they're they're both just elite. I athletes.
0: think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's fun. It puts kind of like more on the line. Sometimes when we get two elite black belts going against each other, kind of like negates they negate each other, and we mm-hmm. get these kind of like slower slower fights that aren't always action packed. So,
1: but you get like a purple belt against a black belt. Well, the purple belt's going to go at
0: the black yeah, belt. Yeah, he's got nothing to and, lose. And then, Yeah, and then the black belt, well, he can't
1: lose to a purple belt, so he's got to go at the purple belt, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it does make it for cool matches.
2: An interesting thing about Gracie and uh, and, uh, and Hugo right there is that they were both world champions last year, one belt down. Yeah. So, Jonathan won and purple, and then Hugo was world champion at brown, and now they're both up a belt level going at it. But, uh, man, I'd love to see them do it again. But let's pull up another clip from Spider, and this is from uh, the over-76-kilo Weight division, and we're just going to play this entire match because it's not huh. very long. Oh, wow. okay. But
1: let's uh, let's watch it. So, man, let's roll honestly, the tape. I love this dude, Victor Hugo. Man, he's a good guy. It's mean, like, quick, man. Very big boy. And so, Victor so Hugo is in the white
0: gi.
2: He's on the right. He represents Hiberu Jiu Jitsu, and he's going up against his Korean opponent. I actually got to roll with him at uh, at the uh, training session. Did he have flying? He triangle. did wow. not <laughs> flying
1: triangle me. So I feel better
2: than this guy. I'm sure. So let's just put this in perspective. The Victor Hugo is an ultra-heavyweight. 235, he said? That's something? a big oh, wow. boy. He's That's young, too. Boy. Super young. He's 20. 20, 20 years, years old, 235. Look at wow. that. That was a 20-second tap right there. He got that flying triangle submission. They didn't like a sweat. But what was set up
0: the triangle was that guard pass, which, like, yeah. everybody is doing right yeah, now. Yeah. We're seeing this everywhere, this is flying guard to pass. similar what
2: uh, Orlando hit a little bit? A a little turn. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, very nice. I'm just going to let this Urban play because he'll... It'll go through to the to uh, to the to the replay of this as well. I mean, yeah. you know, they'll replay the entire no, thing. No, man, but.
1: I, I spent a lot of time with Victor over in South Korea, man. He's, he's a great guy. He's, he's learning English. His English is really good, um, and he's exciting. And, and he's winning a lot. He wins. He definitely mm-hmm. wins. He's out there in San Diego with uh, Shanji and, and Saulo Hubero putting in work. Um, he's going to be uh, one to, to how, watch. How far did he sure. get
0: within this tournament here? He,
2: he got to the semifinal third place, right?
1: He lost to... Uh,
2: Vinicius Ferreira, who's a killer. There's was that jumping guard pass, and then straight <laughs> on that triangle. That man. Korean guy, unfortunately, Choi, he really, man, he got, he got nothing going on in that match. <laughs>
0: no time, no time. Steady. That was yeah. fun. What's was interesting. I think one thing that we can't uh, forget to talk about is Kynan, right? So yeah. Kynan, Kynan won this division, and he's a 20-year-old brown belt as well. Man. So these guys are going to be on our radars.
1: Like, afterwards, all, the, all six guys got invited back. Six guys, three from each division got invited back. And they all introduced themselves afterwards to, like, the media and, like, the little... There was, like, a little press conference thing afterwards. Um, And they all... All of them are 20 years old. Ah. Jonatas, Victor Naciel... all of them, they are all 20, wow. 20 years old. Twenty—they're like, hi, I'm I'm this guy.
2: I'm, <laughs> I'm, this was I'm, crazy. I didn't know that. Twenty years old. Yeah. Like, so the Geez. future is bright, and especially I think bright for Spider and, as and, well.
1: And they were telling me actually all because all of them were Brazilians. All six of them were Brazilians, and they said all six of them said they've been fighting each other since they were sixteen. Right. They, they all they've all been going to different
2: tournaments and stuff. I was like. That's crazy. That's so crazy. tell us about what it was like in South Korea. We know it was cold because the Winter Olympics cold. is going on right now. But uh, tell us a little bit about who you were hanging out with and what you were up to.
1: Man, it, it was such a weird dynamic because, like, there was all the Koreans there. And then there was the, a, a Chinese contingent there. And then there was, like, all the Brazilians there. And then me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the American guy. So, you know, like, I, I mentioned the press conference, but it was, it was, it was so tough because it was, like... The Koreans would ask a question, and, they, and it would have to be translated to English, and then the English would have to be translated to the other Portuguese person who speaks English, back to Portuguese, and, and then they would have to answer in Portuguese, and it would get translated back to English, English. And, it, so, and then hope, hopefully <laughs> the Chinese... People didn't have anything to say because, like, nobody spoke Chinese. Because, so, like, that was even harder. But it was just a—it was a weird dynamic. There was just so many people, so many different languages,
2: and there were some big names there as well. I, I saw that Joao Miao was there, Joelle? Jamil Hill. Those are both past Spider winners, and they're going to be coming back for future events. But Andre Galvao was there, Lucas Hulk was there. So, were you hanging out with these guys or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, I man. Spider did such a great job. They really, uh, you know, packed us all together. We did things. We went to places. Went out to lunch. Out, out to dinner went to um, training sessions you know tell uh, me about that you went, trained went to the the, the um, palace there with everybody yeah got to train that was a lot of fun so who'd you roll with I, I rolled with everybody man it was cool it was everybody really cool. yeah pretty much um, I rolled, let's hear it let's hear some names <laughs> <I> rolled, <laughs> who'd you tap I rolled, I rolled <laughs> with Lucas Barbosa Lucas Hulk he, uh, he north-south choked me. Oh, I was surprised. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, like, I got like, to feel this choke, right? So I kind of let him put me in oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah just like the field, sure, right, so I go to feel it. Just adjust a little bit. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, I rolled with um, Victor, Hugo, Jonatas... Um, and uh the, a couple of the chinese guys there I, I don't know how to say the chinese guys names but uh, did you roll with Galval? i didn't roll with Galval. did no, not no. that time but, oh. okay
2: so tell me i got a question for you i want to know this so like uh generally when i train i like uh, the majority of us here we train with other recreational guys right maybe some guys who compete but a like, world class competitor is a mm. different animal altogether right and you got to roll with those brown belt those Hot, young, brown belt stars, right? Victor Hugo, Jonathan's Gracie. Okay, mm-hmm. so what did that feel like? Was it different? Just, just, just another day. They well, were being ah. oh, <laughs> oh, really? No big deal. No, man, it was. It, I, was <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was. so surprised at how agile Victor Hugo was when I was rolling with him. Man, he was he was popping over my guard left and right and stuff like that. Wow. He was he was so agile and just so hard to keep in one spot. Um, and uh, and. Lucas I mean he's super good obviously he he took my back a bunch of times and you know he's a he's a killer um so yeah they definitely you know, they're definitely a, a step above. They're they're a
2: level. Will they be all their nice own. to you because you're the flow grappling guy? Uh-huh. Like if we beat him up too bad then
0: maybe he won't film
1: us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they better be so
0: <laughs> <laughs> The word is out. The word is out. I think one thing just getting back to, you know, all the different languages and things is that like Jiu Jitsu is the universal yeah, language. Like yeah, how was, cool is that that we great. had all these different people, but you you can roll with anybody on the map. Exactly. Yeah. It's like
1: you get I got down there, you know, and and it was like okay, so now hey I like, I, go, I can go up to the Chinese guy, the Korean guy, the Brazilian guy, and go, you know, hey, roll, and go, let's, Universal let's do you exactly know? Safe. What and about the next
2: Spider event? What's going on? What's, what's planned for that? Next Spider
1: know? is in July. Um, you know, that's, it's going to be another great one, I think. You know, the, just the event that they put on was such really well-run, um, well-managed. I think they understand the, the like, mechanics of what it make, takes to make a, an exciting event. Um, but this, so so now they have the um, their championship bracket set. I believe I think there's still like an invite or two mm-hmm. that is left um, out. But for the most part, the championship bracket is set. And so under 77 has guys like Jamil Hill, Joao Miao, um, Wonky Che, who's the Korean guy who, who um, qualified. And uh, Hugo's
2: in that bracket as well. He just qualified.
1: To uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Hugo, Hugo okay. Marks and Jonatus also qualified and. Um, and ah, that's Vic- a pretty Victor. stacked lineup, right Yeah, yeah. Already. Oh, so already. even and if then, they get a couple more names. And then so o- over 76 has Kynan, Victor Hugo, um, uh, M- Mateus Godoy, and um, Keenan Cornelius is in there as well. And I think there's still a couple more invites to be had there. Um, but, man, I, overall, I was like super, super impressed with the... Um, the stage was crazy looking, man. It was so nice. It was super yeah. cool. But I was, I was super impressed with the... Um, the korean grapplers i think and just like the asian grapplers in general i thought i because i rolled a lot of those guys too you know and those guys were super super tough and like i, you know, I kind of expected like i was like all right i'm you know i'm a little bit bigger i was like I, and the level might not be as high over here in south korea i was like i'm probably gonna go in and mess up these south korean uh-huh. guys but they yeah they tuned me up you know they're really good and and he a couple of the, the korean guys in the uh tournament too really impressed me i, I forget their names and I, but the guy who fought um victor hugo in the third place match that was a great match too right there um and uh i i, I was thinking about it because there's a lot of korean gra- grapplers and i got to meet a lot of them talked a lot of them they in and they're um uh, they're really innovating. They're they're doing things too. They're really super into the worm guard and. and we don't see them too much in the big international tournaments, you know, and, right? And, and when we do see them, it's their first round it's against horrible Cabr- draws, Cabr- yeah. yeah. You know, and it's first right, round yeah. against Lucas Lepre, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so, like, man, it's tough. These guys who are these South Korean grapplers, who, who I think are really good, and the level over there, I think, is really high. But they uh, they go come over to, to worlds and they get first round. They get put against you know like. Cabrini so and, and Lucas Leperi. That's what happens to scene, um, too. They get
2: put mm-hmm, against those guys, mm-hmm. and so well, that's what happened to Iwasaki, the Japanese guy, right? <laughs> so Lepre took two years in a row. Europeans. Yeah, yeah. So we we were totally like, who the hell is this guy? He comes in, beats Edwin, yeah. beats Renato Canuto at Europeans. Those are some pretty big scalps, right? So, and then he gets through the final, loses to Michael Lange by one advantage. Yeah. and we were like, God damn, who is this guy? go back through the records and like you said, he had Lucas Leprey first round like two years in a row. Two years in a row Worlds.
3: Worlds. Wow. What
2: are you going
1: to do? Give yeah. the guy like a break. <laughs> yeah. and, and didn't he beat him just by an advantage, right? I think. I don't
2: think any points were scored in that match.
3: I have to go back and look but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the guy's clearly it, really good. Yeah, so. yeah. And, um...
2: Oh, a lot of good grapplers coming out of Asia, I think. There's, there's still, they don't maybe have the, the depth of talent yeah, that a lot yeah. of other places do, but there are some really some really skilled guys
3: coming through, and I'm excited. And the rule set gaming them. as well. You know, There's a strong grappling tradition of judo basically taking over Japan. And, and but I think Korea, like that, uh,
1: what was his name? Uh, ish, 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 Iwasaki. 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 I think there's a bunch of guys who are capable. Like If they could win that first fight, a bunch of those guys are capable of making it to the finals. It's just like winning that first fight is... is
0: Super I time. think that just speaks to how awesome this, this event is. You know, it's spreading jiu-jitsu around the world. We're getting exposure to new names and new faces, and I think it's only going to help the, the rise of jiu-jitsu. Yep. Yeah, showcases Worldwide. these guys we w- otherwise
2: wouldn't see. So, it's fun. Well, a couple of big tournaments coming up, but hopefully we will see some of those. We've seen a few guys signed up for PANS and stuff. That's coming up in March, just a few weeks away. Uh, this weekend, we've got Kids PANS live on Flow Grappling. Uh, you guys will be heading out to California to cover that. And uh, I guess we'll uh, hit us up next week and we'll uh, we'll dissect those events and just uh, figure out how things are going. But, guys, it's been a pleasure once again to have you with us. Fistful of Colors, Episode 2, in the bag. We'll be here every Thursday, same time, live. Facebook, YouTube, and on flowgrappling.com. Go back, you can check the full episode on iTunes, and we'll upload it to YouTube, Facebook, and the site. It's there. You won't miss it. It's going to be around. No, we're going to (laughs) be ramming it down your throat. You guys are going to love it. So, peace out. Until next time.